Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sam Legasic. And I'm Dreadful Dan Gallagher. And we're two old buddies that have lived our life at the edge of the mainstream. So come join us where things are a little... odd. This is the... of yours will be reduced to a burned-out cinder. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ocast Movies, Music, Gaming. Here with me, Danny G. So, Yo! Um, to the SLG. That's it. And that's me, yo. And today we are going to be talking about the ultra hip white boys of rap, <laughs> The Offspring. Let's have a listen. Uh huh, uh huh. Give it to me, baby. <laughs> Don't ruin it. <laughs> Spoilers um, for the best for the hit. So, if people don't know, uh, we're doing a hit and a shit episode today. That's where we take a song that we like and a song we hate about specific bands and just have a quick chat around them, I guess. Um, and today's one is about the Offspring and uh, Dan Offspring. Tell me, tell me your relationship with these guys. Well, we were just about the right age for when they uh, hit the big time in the mid to late nineties. Um, I didn't come across them at their kind of like smash peak. It was after that. And I'm pretty sure it was because of you. And somebody <laughs> gave me a copy of Ixnay on the Hombre. Yeah, it was you. Mm. You gave gave to me on tape. Um, mm. And I remember around the same time you gave me Green Day Insomniac uh, as well. A second-hand copy from the library <laughs> on the CD. <laughs> But um, up until then, I hadn't taken an interest in that kind of like, that kind of like punk, pop punk, American, whatever you want to call it, California punk, I don't know, that sound. Yeah. So that was kind of my introduction to that whole thing. And I really liked Ixnay on the Hombre. Mm. And that was it. And then we were primed because between that, I think like maybe like a year later was when they exploded Mm. with um americana yeah and uh <laughs> yeah. things they certainly did i was on board at that point but i quickly kind of came around and things started really tanking for them quite quite fast and if at that point you had any doubts about them i think they were confirmed with the release of a original prankster <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you've kind of summed it up so it's i can't remember specifically um, how I got into Offspring, I'm pretty sure 
it was due to the uh, company I kept at that age. And that's where Smash was kind of um, bandied about. But for some reason, I remember, I always remember the cover of Smash and thinking two things. One, I was thinking, is it a metal album? Hmm. And two, I remember this is, and this is going way back. There was a song and I can't remember what it was. And it's not, everyone's going to go, Ooh, it's Chemical Brothers, but that was way later. There was a song in the early nineties and it was something like, a bunch of skeletons that were like kind of gold or whatever like this. And it was like really shitty early, like CGI, whatever stuff like that kind of really shitty early nineties thing. Yeah. Um, and they were like riding a bomb or something like, um, uh, a thingy, um, style. Uh, God, I forgot the name the Kubrick film, how to stop worrying, like kind of like that. Yeah. But they were kind of going through a tunnel and I feel the life of me, if someone knows what that song is, get in touch. But I remember specifically thinking for some reason I can go on. You, you look like you're about to this. I'm ready to blow your mind. Go on. It's perfecto all stars with reach up. Papa's got a brand new pig bag. Yes, it is. <laughs> Bloody hell, Dan. Uh, That's good fucking work. It is that. <laughs> it's totally that. <laughs> I had that well, set single. Well, so I haven't got it. Anymore. Okay. So that was that. I don't know when that was released, but that was kind of around the same time, or whatever, like early nineties. Yeah, um, ninety three, ninety four, maybe. Yeah. So for some reason, I've got these two things fucking mixed in my head, <laughs> and I kind of remember thinking, like, what is it? Something to do with that? Yeah. Um, no, it wasn't. Uh, bear in mind, I'm only like whatever, like ten or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At this at this time, and then uh, yeah. So it wasn't until um, yeah, like ninety seven when Inksnay came out that. Um, uh, I kind of was like, okay, and I kind of got properly into them. Um, and I think, like, do you remember when Sutton Library used to sit there and listen to CDs? Yeah. I think that's how I listened to Smash first. I think that was with a girl. Um, really? I'm, maybe I'm mistaken. No, I'm mistaken. That happened much later. Yeah, that happened much later. Well, I say much later. Three years later or something <laughs> like that. Not like crazy, like 20 years. Um, so hang on. You remembered that wonderful experience of sitting on your own in Sutton Library, <laughs> listening to Smash on headphones. And three years later, you uh, met a girl and were like, hey, if you want to see a good time, I know an amazing library where we can go and listen <laughs> yeah. to, to Mate, this album saw, Smash. Actually, I'd be able to tell you. I'd be able to tell you when it was because <laughs> it, was, um, it was one of the, uh, I think it was my first date. And... Um, you went to yeah, Sutton okay, Library. Here we go. No, okay, just hold on. Wait a second. I really didn't expect to be talking about this for a start. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't. Her name was Jane, right? And she was from Wimbledon. Right. And we went to see William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, the Baz Luhrmann one, which was in 96. And then and after the UCI that- in Sutton. Yes. You see, uh, yeah, it would have been, yeah. UCI in Sutton. And then afterwards- think we got something to eat i couldn't remember and basically we had some time to kill before she had to get a train back and i went something and was taken to the library to listen to songs listen to music um <laughs> which sounds weird now but in in my head it was like oh yeah cool we both have music yeah let's go listen to some music that's pretty um, cool in hindsight it was probably the most geekiest stupidest most unsexy thing ever um and i oh. think like uh, I think she missed her train and my mum had to drive her back to Wimbledon or something. <laughs> weird. Something weird happened. I don't remember, but I don't think we went out again after that. Because um, uh, I don't think, you know, I wasn't the best looking kid uh, either, um, which probably wouldn't have helped, but we did go to see that. Anyway, I believe we also listened to Smash, which wow. would make sense because that was 96 and it was on the cinema in 96. So it would have been just afterwards. And then, so somehow, I don't know if it's through her or if I was already listening to it, but I do vaguely remember that. And then Excellent Lemon Break came out. Then I remember another library story, Cheam Library. <laughs> um, yeah. I, there was someone who worked at Cheam Library. He was basically this like, like, I don't know, she must be like early 20s, like punk rocker thing. Um, to me, she was punk rock, but basically I think she probably just had like a bit of purple in her hair yeah. <laughs> and like and like wore like a T-shirt with the band's name or something on it and whatever. Um, 
And she, I remember she was always like going, oh, you should check out blah, blah, blah. You should check out blah, blah, blah. I say like always, like it wasn't there like all the time, all the time. And she doesn't, she worked there constantly. But she was like, oh yeah, great. This new, I love this new offspring album. It's great. I was like, okay, yeah, cool. Um, but I was already going to get it out, but this is just as she was like checking it out. Anyway, it's an hombre. It was great. I loved it. Um, and to me, that's still my favourite album. But what? But well, you just bought it again, haven't you? I did just buy it again on um, bloody 12-inch gold um, with a really cool um, cover, actually. Yeah. Um, Looks really uh, cool. Yeah, it is cool. And I liked that whole, to be pretty honest, that whole like Mexican thing. Yeah. And they kind of use those... Kind of, well, I suppose it's like a Mexican scale. I think that's another word for it. But I can't remember. Um, in the music, it feel it's got that kind of vibe to it, which I really liked. Yeah, and, um, yeah, just the whole artwork and everything is great. But what I didn't realize is that that was out ninety seven, and then within a year, they <laughs> they moved on to all the stuff of Americana in ninety yeah. eight, which is insane because to me that was like five five years difference or something, and it was just a year. Yeah, man, isn't like, it? And it's like, they've gone from how they could do Ixnay and then start doing Pretty Fly for a White Guy is beyond me. But going back and listening to um, some of this stuff, um, Americana, apart from those few songs, whatever, which we'll come on to, um, I didn't mind some of the other tracks. And actually going yeah. forward, I felt like, as I was listening to like some of their newer, later stuff, I'm like, okay, well, they've gone in that kind of pop punk direction they've lost that kind of edge, but whatever, fine. Um, it's not, it's not terrible apart from the ones which are the big pop ones, Yeah, which is what's weird. It's like, um, so anyway, this was, um, yeah, I don't know. This was really weird actually delving into like their, <laughs> their catalog and the old stuff and stuff that we liked. Um, I think they got, they must've yeah. got in that like mindset of looking for the single. Yeah. Cause Ixnay was the first one where they were getting out of their epitaph contract. Mm. So actually in Europe, it was released by, no, sorry, in, in the States and most places it was released by Columbia. Yeah. And in Europe, it was a joint release with Epitaph Europe. So then um, Americana is the first one where it's pure Columbia, major right. label, probably like, you know, we need a few singles. Right. And that's when they really, you know, then you get this real like novelty shit of like pretty fly why don't you get a job and then it just mm. gets worse and and, uh, and then i stopped listening to the albums and then all i know are the really these really shitty singles yeah um yeah. i remember like it's in so that weird. period waiting for that new album and i remember around my friend jamie being all like oh there's a new offspring song coming out soon and it's called uh, it's called pretty fly and i remember thinking you know like bush had a single greedy fly yeah yeah and i'm like thinking Pretty fly. <laughs> it's a, I just assumed it's going to be about a fly, or it's going, like, like, going to be like yeah. about death or something. <laughs> and then, and then this this fucking pretty fly for a white guy lands. <laughs> I don't know what the f- is this, but it was mad because um, I bought the single "Gone Away." Yeah, and I remember sitting listening to the UK Top Forty on the radio waiting to see where Gone Away got in the chart, which was important at that time when you mm-hmm. you picked your band and you were like, kind of want, I don't want them to be like everyone feeding frenzy, but I want to see them successful and get a bit of acknowledgement. Yeah. So it's like, okay, it's not in the, it's not in the 40 to 30. Maybe it's going to be, you know, it's, it's got into the top 30. No, top 20, no. I was like, oh, it couldn't have gone top 10, gone away. <laughs> and it's like down to like, Three, you know, three, and I'm like, I don't think it's charted. But maybe it has, maybe it has. And I'm like, oh my God, it's not number one, is it? It couldn't be number one. No, it's not, it hasn't charted. <laughs> but then literally one year later, Pretty Fly, their next single, got to number one. Yeah, for a while as well. It's number one in the here in the UK. That is mad. Yeah. It was insane for, for many reasons. One, because it's a fucking terrible song for a start. But they just changed <laughs> their whole thing. They went from like, you know, they start from like that kind of LA skater punk thing to, yeah, as you said, it just becomes like a novelty comedy thing. It, it, it takes that whole, because this was during the time as well when it was like, God, when you think about it, like Green Day were kind of doing it a bit, but they're probably not the, the best thing. But like, 
you had no effects, but they were doing it in like a, a different way, like a more like self-aware way that wasn't so, um, they weren't trying to hit the mainstream, but you kind of had like the Vans Warped Tour and all that stuff. And you had a lot of these kind of California punk skate bands that suddenly like just went full hog into like um, this certain like cliche of like big bright colours um, and like baggy shorts and chains and whatever. And yeah, like, and they, and the Offspring just absorbed it. Yeah. Um, like bleach blonde hair, whatever, and just like, I don't know, chains around your, like, weird leather collars, or I don't know, like, all this yeah. kind of weird stuff. Um, like, also, like, day glow music videos. Yeah. Like, really clean, and they're always, like, filmed in big, these, like, big houses with, like, big gardens and pool uh, parties and things. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? they've, gone, they've gone into, like, they've made something like that's frat, supposed to be a bit rebellious. Yeah, yeah, and they've made it like clean, family-friendly stuff, and that's what Offspring did. And that was weird because I remember, like, when we saw the artwork for Americana, it was like, I like this artwork. This is cool because it's yeah. all like Frank weird. Kozak. Yeah, oh, is it right? Okay. Frank Kozak, and I was a big fan of Frank Kozak. Even then. right, okay. And I took my um, Pretty Fly single, mm. and I went and met him in uh, London. Got him to sign it. Oh, did you? Yeah, that's interesting. Bit of background. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and yeah, it's weird, it's just so weird when Pretty Fly came out. Like, and this is everyone would be like, "Well, it's a great song," or whatever. Like, it's like it wasn't a great song if you were into Offspring. If you've gone, if you've followed Offspring up to that point, and you hear this, it is like someone's just slapped you in the face with like a wet fish. It's like you just can't get your head <laughs> over it. Uh, it's just weird. And then yeah, when they go into like conspiracy of one, like by that point I'd given up. When I, I remember, I literally remember seeing the conspiracy of one cover, which is supposed to be like that kind of graffiti thing with the skull and flames. And oh, yeah. like, oh, they're doing this now. Like that's it. So yeah. done. None of that. Um, yeah. They're still like super um, popular, which I find strange and really weird. Um, yeah, I don't know how popular they are though, because I don't know if you saw this, but. <laughs> Where we live here, me and me and Sam, um, there's a little town on the uh, outskirts of, of London, the sort of London suburbs called Kingston, mm-hmm. and Dexter Holland and Noodles are going to be going to the uh, the nightclub there. Oh, it's that, not. Um, what's the name of that? I think it's called like Liquid new, or something. New Noise or whatever. Oh, okay. One of those kind of clubs with like sticky carpets and like 16 year olds drinking vodka Red Bull. Um, And they're going to do like an audience with Dexter and Noodles (laughs) in Kingston. You can come along, they're going to do a little acoustic set and then you can have a QA and a with them. That's so weird. They've passed into like proper like (laughs) middle age. Jesus, weird tours of like little known British towns. Yeah. That's fucking insane. All right, well, good luck to them. Um, fuck do you want to go? You can ask them some questions. I would go, like if I lived more locally now, um, oh, I'd okay. probably go to something like that. But they would just play all the stuff that we hate. Let's be honest, they're not going to do any, um, yeah. any good stuff. So anyway, that is, I guess that's kind of our little brief um, history yeah. with Offspring. Um, Dan, why don't you lay us up with uh, your, what do you want to go with, your hit or your shit? Let's uh, remind ourselves of why we like the band with my hit. Right. What is it? It's one that you might not know. Um, I tried to dig a little deeper here. This is from their album Ignition. Dirty Magic. about when I went and saw um, David Copperfield and um, well he shat himself 
No, you're not talking about the magician. I'm not talking about the fictional character from the Charles Dickens novel. Oh, who am I thinking of? Yeah, the magician, the magician. There's only two David Copperfields. Who did we go to school with? David? Coppin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? Good memory. That's what I thought you, what I thought you were talking about. The thing uh, is, you've unlocked my brain with like, <laughs> like a deep vault of memories. Now, now David Coppin is kind of, he's kind of my memory banks. Uh, one thing you need to know about David Coppin, listeners, is he was the one who introduced me to Rage Against the Machine. Is he? And from that point, Nirvana. And from there forth, all of my <laughs> musical tastes grew. Because I just remember him, he was, a, he was quite a naughty boy. Anyway, he was naughty, so he had to sit on his own a lot, on a table, <laughs> with his back to the rest of the class. <laughs> and I just remember one of the teachers saying, like, oh, telling him off, basically. And he turned around and he went, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. <laughs> and we're like 10 years old. So I enjoyed this song. What were you saying before? What were you saying? What was this got to do with David Copperfield? Oh, because um, he, he had a trouser accident and the result was a showering of dirty magic. Oh, God. All that. <laughs> that. <laughs> that, that was the payoff, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah. um, I enjoyed that. I mean, it, I was thinking, like, when it got to the end, I was like, okay, I've... Yeah, okay, cool. You could make this. You could do one of your classic two, three-minute ones. It doesn't have to be a four-minute song um, for the for the sake of it. But um, I liked that little guitar line. Um, felt quite dark. Yeah. And I liked that. Felt quite 80s. I guess it was kind of 80s. Like, you know, oh, it's 92. So, like, you know, just coming out of the 80s, I suppose. Um, yeah. yeah. That's what I, I like I about that. it. Yeah, I can see that. For sure. To me... The sound of it, yeah, 1992, it doesn't sound 92. It sounds like it's got that kind of, and like, this is the whole album, actually, Ignition. It's got this kind of like dark, smoky, mysterious vibe. Mm. And it sounds like, yeah, like an 80s kind of, uh, more kind of like alternative hard rock album. Um, and I think so at some point, and, and, and that's kind of the case with a lot of early Epitaph stuff. It was a bit more like metally sounding. Mm. At some point, uh, basically before they did Smash, Epitaph seemed to hit on like a slightly new formula. I don't know if they had like one producer that did everything. I know there's one guy whose name I keep seeing popping up. But I think at that point it was like Brett, Mr. Brett, Brett Gervitz from Bad Religion. He's like the Epitaph label head. But I don't know, something happened and they seemed to like get that that kind of like more mid-90s pop punk sound. The Smash definitely like exhibits a lot more, mm. um, and so in some ways, because I was listening to these, this one and Smash and Ixnay recently, and I thought Ixnay and Smash sound very much of their time, mm. whereas Ignition sounds it, even in '92 it didn't sound of its time, and so yeah. actually in a way it's kind of like aged a little better for me, and I was really, really enjoying Ignition. I was like, this is just like a good kind of rock album mm. i remember at the time like not actually thinking it was the same offspring because also like their first album has got like a weird like like um night of the living dead type cover or something yeah. and i remember thinking it can't be the same band and i remember like <laughs> you would always see an hmv in the sales like offspring ignition for like two pounds or something like that yeah. And it's just like, if it's that bad, I'm not going to buy it. Like, if it's coming in that cheap. <laughs> but, I think, but I think, as I was saying um, to you earlier, like, I've, I have got it. Um, but, yeah, I've just, well, God knows where it is now. But, like, yeah, I think I, I might have listened to it, like, once and then been like, yeah, this isn't my offspring kind of thing. Like, this isn't yeah. what I was uh, expecting. Um, but, yeah, with more mature ears, I guess it would actually... Um, it's probably worth going back and having a listen. It's definitely going to be better than some of the fucking other stuff. But um, yeah, I really think it is worth yeah just coming at it um, from a different angle. Um, did you recognise that riff at all? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. <laughs> well, I was I was pretending that it was um, bloody Fleetwood Mac or something. But no, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, was I supposed to? Is it from something? Well, I think they did this a lot. They seem to recycle a few bits and bobs. Um, but I think it's the same riff as Genocide from Smash. Okay. I've never seen anyone say that, but that's what it sounds like to me. Well, let's have um, a listen to let's have a quick listen to Genocide on Smash and uh, see what you think. <laughs> Um, kind of, I kind of see what you're talking about, but, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of jumping around some of those notes, I think, but yeah, I don't know if it's a, a I wouldn't call it like a recycled thing maybe, but, um, yeah, I do, I do kind of know what you mean. Um, yeah, just listening to genocide actually, um, it makes me forget how great smash is. Um, it's an album. Yeah. It's brilliant. I really like it. Um, um, what's your hit then? So yeah, moving on to my hit. Um, it's probably not going to be any surprise that it's on uh, Ixnay. This was actually really difficult because there's a lot of real Offspring songs that I like, but for me, this was for me this was like their it's it's borderline cheese, but I quite like the big poppy, epic kind of nature of it um and i wow, like the fact okay. that it's quite melancholy as well because basically i was kind of thinking i like like i like stuff like meaning of life or whatever i like motor for instance and all that stuff um and then you know all i want is obviously like the classic but you can't really say that these days because it's just been on absolutely everything and if you remember like the changelings we used to cover um we covered a couple of offspring but i remember we always did all i want yeah. um uh yeah and um but i'm gonna choose amazed yes excited about that one <laughs> yeah that do you know what as you were building to it and as you were naming other songs just in my head i was like paring it down to what it could be and i was like oh it's gonna be that but i'd forgotten the name of the song so when you said it i was like yes <laughs> that is a great choice sam because when i yeah listened to ixnay like a month ago 
that really sprang out at me. Mm. It's different to all the other songs on that album. And actually it fits in a bit more, like it would fit on a, on a Ignition, I think, a bit more. It's got, like, it hasn't got some of the, like, peppy, zingy, kind of pop-punky vibe that some of Ixnay's got, and there's no, like, silliness. It's just like a, a, a big, epic, kind of, like, dark-sounding rock song. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, it's it's weird because it feels like a more mature sound, even though, as you said, it's kind of, I can kind of see what you're saying about it being more ignition-y. Um, but my, I, I remember when I heard this album, and it's got, like, you've got Gone Away or whatever, and you've got all that stuff as well on it, which are quite big songs that you think, I could easily see it on some kind of chart or whatever. But with Amaze specifically, it is a big song, I like the lyrics and the idea of like, cause that's kind of thing with all these, I mean, like, I don't know, but especially with Ixnay, I guess, is that there's a kind of like hopelessness, like down on your luck, even on like the fun songs or whatever. It's all just about trying to like make something better out of your shit life. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, um, and Amazed kind of fits into that quite nicely. And I was thinking that it was like by getting more popular and whatever, they'd be going down more this road of like kind of bigger songs, not so much like, you know, slowing it down a little bit and trying to maybe do something a bit more serious. Yeah. Um, and I thought they'd be, go- I wanted, I guess, kind of more than them to go in this kind of direction. That guitar yeah. riff is great. It's just, um, and I'm just like, it's great songwriting. And that's why I was like, Where, why are they, why aren't they doing more like this? It's weird. Like they're capable of it. Yeah. Why don't they do, and I'm, I'm not saying it has to all be like that or whatever, but it's like, that is a good, strong fucking, that's like, I could see, I could see like a version of that of some sort or whatever being in like the top 10 during the nineties with like, yeah. you know, Brian Adams sitting next to Brian Adams or something like that. I don't know. But um, yeah, I can hear yeah. it. Cause it's kind of just like a sort of like timeless kind of rock song that any, any rock acts, have yeah. a hit with yeah exactly um so yeah i really love that song and it's great and it's um as you said like when you listen to ixnay that's one of the ones that really because it's right it's the second to last track um on the album and uh yeah so it's like you know you're that's what a lot of these problems that these albums have as well is that um they kind of like lose their luster or whatever as you mm. kind of get through it but by having this as track 13 of 14 it's like, you know, it's a good little like pick me up right, yeah. right at the end. That's great. I love it. It's brilliant. That's that my hit. Such a great choice. Um, and Sam, <laughs> we've had a lovely time until now, reminiscing <laughs> and listening to these great songs. Yeah. But I'm afraid we do now have to uh, delve into the depths. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go with your one first. Where is it? Straight down the toilet. Um, we've just mentioned it actually, um, gone away. I'm afraid to say, Sam, not my favorite offspring song, but a serviceable offspring song. Mm. However, they seem to have zoned in on it. I think over the years, maybe it's become a sort of like a a concert favorite for them to sit down. Dexter can, uh, go to the piano and provide a, a moving and stirring solo piece. Um, so they have re-recorded it for their brand new album, mm. which is called Let the Bad Times Roll. This is the new 2021 version of Gone Away. Got a new album coming out, and I'm going to take a song 
from whatever, 30 years ago, whatever it is, and and do it on a piano, like it's the fucking X Factor or something. Um, And it's like saying, I was really good. I really like that song. I was really good when I was younger. So, yeah, we don't just want it. I still want it as a song, but let's do it on a piano. Um, And then maybe we might be able to get something out of it from the, the pop people or whatever, because it's got quite a nice melody that works um, for like a kind of sad piano-y song. So yeah. just write, write a fucking new one, you dickhead. Yeah. Why have you got to fuck up the old stuff? Well, I think that's what's so sad, sad is that it suggests that they believe this song has a degree of reverence mm. that it actually doesn't have. And I think that's very self-indulgent and quite embarrassing. Yeah. The fact that they're like, this song is so emotional and powerful that we can we can strip it back and just have this moving, stirring piano ballad with this like raw, naked vocal all about. And actually, and then it just exposes the lyrics for being, you know, very actually um, adolescent. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the other thing, it's not actually a raw vocal because this thing, I was like, have they programmed an AI to sound like Dexter Holland? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if that was actually him singing or not. It's a bit weird. Well, I think it is because I listened to a few other songs on this album and this is just what his voice sounds like now. Yeah. It's like auto-tuned to fuck. Right. It sounds yeah. so bad. Shame. I mean, he's got like, his voice is high. Like how he can hit those notes <laughs> um, yeah. in your old age is quite uh, yeah, quite the task. Um yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like the song Gone Away. Um, it's not, I felt like it was quite try hard on Ixnay, but um, yeah. I still quite like it. Um, yeah. But it feels like they're trying to, again, kind of seems a bit as of a maze that they're trying to do, trying to do something there. Um, so I don't mind it. Um, but um, yeah, I'd say I probably, I do, I do quite like it. But it's, yeah, just having this piano version is just fucking weird. Yeah. It's weird such a strange thing to do and it's like no reason and also it's not like it's not like gone away it's not got like a different name do you know what I mean or has it and I don't no. know it doesn't say like gone away piano mix no. or something like that it's just like because that's what I was thinking when I first saw that track list I was like that's weird they've got another song called gone away like what well, they've just deleted the old song and I was like oh, yeah. they've just no it's just a it's the same song but they've made it worse and they could have called it, it out. Gone Away Again. Yeah. <laughs> Come back. Um, um, one of the things I like most about the original Gone Away is uh, the like drum intro. Like it's like heavy tom. Drum is like, yeah. Gone Away. It begins like, I've forgotten now. Now that you did that, you put me off. And it's all on like the floor tom and it's just very tommy. Yeah. So obviously that's, you know, you know, been eradicated from this uh, new version. Shame. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. It's awful. Um, Do you remember, Sam, because on the subject of Gone Away, like I mm. said, I bought the single, CD single when it came out. Mm. And um, back in the day, they did this thing, first day cover stamp. Do you remember that? Um, do I remember that? I don't think I do. I thought that was so cool. And like, you know... Last few years, all like record store day and all this like go out to your record store. I'm surprised they don't bring a gimmick like that back. It was really, really cool. They would send like a metal stamp to certain independent record shops, including our favourite shop, Hot Rocks in Sutton. Yeah, yeah. And if you went on the first day and, and bought something on the first day of release, they would put the sleeve in this metal stamp and they had a little hammer and like knock the stamp into the sleeve so it's like embossed and it says like it's got a skull and it says i think it was recycled they must have done (laughs) must have produced it for ixnay on the hombre and then just sent them out again for gone away it says like first day uh cover yeah it's really cool and they did it for a few releases around that time 96 97 98 right yeah it's been napster it's probably starting to (laughs) come in yeah everything they're like how are we gonna how are we going to uh, resist the rising tide of uh, digital downloads? Mm. How about the first day cover stamp? Yeah, people like that. <laughs> Let's fuck up their sleeves. Be, they'll enjoy it. Um, okay, cool. Well, yeah, I think um, 
there were some there were some real choices to have with like the shit stuff. I got to admit though, listening to Americana again, and I remember like didn't we say like Walla Walla is actually a straight rip off song off another band? I can't remember who it was. Yeah, it's the Vandals. Yeah, it's like not even uh, too much drama. That's right. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. the same song. Yeah, which is weird. But some, but I did um, when I went back through Americana. I was like, okay, actually, there are some songs here which I remember listening to and thinking, okay, there's something here. Um, but it just gets blown out of the wall with all the awful stuff. Um, but some of the later songs I was listening to, I was like, it's, it's not as bad as what I thought it might be. Oh, just right. that, just that fucking original gangster, pretty fly, and all that stuff just tainted it for life. And I have to say that my real shit is going to be pretty fly for a white guy. I know it's like, I know it's on the nose, but for me, it was what made me hate. I felt like I had been like molested or something like that. Like not to send people into like a trigger spiral or something like that. But I really felt like, I was like, what is happening? It's like watching, (laughs) I don't know how to put it. It's like finding out that Santa isn't real. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're like you're kind of brought into this thing. And you're like, what are they doing? What are they doing? Yeah. Um, and when you see that video and what also kind of made it worse is that it got really popular. So that there would be people at my school going like, oh yeah, Offspring. You like Offspring, don't you? No, I don't. I did. We're yeah. not the same. We're not the same now. <laughs> like you're I'm not. not you. you're, yeah, exactly. You're not suddenly like fucking cool because you like Offspring because you liked that Pretty Fly song. But like when I heard that and it's like people, I was just like, I am just living on another world. Like I'm not part of this society. I don't understand what's <laughs> happening. Um, but if you like it and you think it's fun and whatever, great. It's essentially a children's song. Um, <laughs> it's, but it is. It's a fucking yeah. children's comedy song. It's a it's cartoon. A song. It's, it's a, a fucking, song. Yeah. And it's, it's so weird. Yeah. What is going on? Um, uh, Jesus. And yeah, so I don't know. Don't know what, to say, uh, really. what I'm dying to know is, have you picked the album version or the single edit? Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I didn't even listen I just, to it. I, I just remember they're different. I can't remember how. I think there's something significantly different about them. Something in the mix, like a different sound or something. Well, I'm going to play a little snippet of it and who knows what version that's going to be. Either way, it's going to be some turd leaking down your ears. <laughs> Have a listen. So there's a couple of things going on here. One is that it's not as if they haven't done novelty stuff before. They like got like, don't pick it up. <laughs> Yo, yeah, I was about to say, what's creeping in on Ixnay? Yeah. And it's not like they haven't done that before. And if I hadn't, if this hadn't got so popular, if I hadn't seen the video, I would have thought it was more of a parody of like that kind of jokey song that. Yeah. Could be Weird Al. Exactly. But it's. But they've, no, it's not. They've like, they leaned massively into it and just trying to like be objective to it as much as possible. But as soon as I hear that, give it to me, baby. Ah, yeah. I'm just like, oh my God. And then it's got that little like breakdown at the end. Um, but that, just stuff like that little, it's like, oh my God, it's like a fucking horrible TV, TV show theme. And had I had a bigger, aspirations for the offspring i would have thought as you said it's like a novelty song which is a novelty song but it's in like i feel like they would be more self-aware of it and just be like it's just some shit song like we don't know like you know what i mean like we, yeah. we're not like like that but instead they're like yeah we're like that we're big and we're fun because we got really popular all of a sudden or something yeah, yeah. and that's what made yeah, me like they into it yeah massively and like that's what made me hate it um hate it even more um yeah i don't know it's just it's just weird like all the little sound effects and all trying to be like, but that's the thing, like the whole point of it. And the video is a bit like this as well, is that it's like a white guy who thinks he's black and trying to be in that like culture 
um, yeah. or whatever, and he just can't do it. Um, and I quite like that idea, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like for me, it's like a shitty, stupid B-side kind of song. It's not like the big single and people getting into it for the people like for the wrong reasons or something. I don't know yeah. how else to say it. It's weird. Basically, it took something that I thought was being taken seriously as in a serious band with serious things to say or whatever, even though it's a bit stupid, as you said, like <clears throat> amateur in terms of like, it's just teenage rebelliousness or whatever. And they've just done something really weird. I don't know. Um, sad. Yeah, sad, it's a bit sad. A bit sad a, for you. A turning point. Yeah, you should feel sad for me because it's, it's it was a sad position to be in. <laughs> to be like, oh, getting the new Offspring album. Can't wait for, you know, the new Offspring stuff. And I'm like, what is the fuck is this what is i didn't realize this hit you so hard at the time i thought you liked it it was on bear in mind like it was on mtv constant it was on everything constantly it was on it was on the radio all the time people it was in the fucking clubs and bars that you start to go to at that age like (laughs) you know whatever we were like 15 16 like it's just on all the time and you've got all these like you got everyone give it have it ah like just going around, I'm just like, what is happening? What is happening? Brutal. Brutal. Bring me back. Why aren't they singing Amazed? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so listening to it then, I remembered that album version goes, hey, hey, do that brand new thing. Right. And the single version goes, come on and do that brand new thing. That is the I think that's even worse. Difference. That is even worse. Um, a few other <laughs> strange little things. Um, I remember... Um, Muck, my friend Muck at school. Yeah, vaguely, yeah. He thought the lyric was, the world needs a one-eyed pizza. Oh, the world needs a one-eyed pizza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Um, and that's about all I remember, actually. Okay, all right. Yeah. I remember I went and saw The Offspring, though, in uh, 1999, because mm. they did this, like, secret gig mm. at the... Um, uh, where did they do it? Uh, on the garage. Okay. Highbury Garage. So a really small venue. Because earlier in the year, they played at Brixton Academy. Right. And one guy at school managed to get like 12 tickets. Jesus. And they were really cheap. It was like three pounds. So they did this like really cool, we're just going to do it for the fans. I think he was like a member of, he'd signed up for something, like fan club or something. So right. I always remember that. as like a really cool gig. And I think I think they played Top of the Pops or something. Okay. Early yeah, in the evening. Would do that, so they were in they were in London. Yeah, did mm-hmm. Top of Pops and then came and played the garage. Um yeah, so it's just that was a really cool time for me because ninety-nine. So I was like seventeen, mm-hmm. sixteen, seventeen. And uh a big group of us went up. It was Mark's birthday and I gave him a rubber chicken for his birthday. Because he said he always wanted a rubber chicken. So then you've got a bunch of drunk 17-year-olds in the garage with the offspring playing and bloody, you know, it's tiny and we're all like crowd surfing and ending up on the stage and Mark's like, <laughs> Mark ends up, dancing around, ends up dancing around with the rubber chicken and um, it ends up impaled on Noodle's mic stand. <laughs> and um, it was great because they referenced it when they reviewed it in Kerrang!, they said something like, in a moment uh, more surreal than an episode of Monty <laughs> Python's Flying Circus, one boy gets up on stage with a rubber chicken. Uh, I think so. I remember you telling me about that. Um, <laughs> around, it must have been around that time. Yeah, it was really funny. Yeah, but now we can, you can go re-experience that at, um, in Kingston. Oh, that'd be so funny. That'd be so <laughs> Jump up! It's probably in, you know like a big auditorium. Yeah. Just like, try and scrabble up the side of the stage. Yeah. This rubber chicken. Oh man! Probably be arrested. Taken yeah. to. Taken for assessment. Uh, assessment. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, there we go. That's our hits and shits for offspring. That's quite quite a walk down memory lane as well, isn't it? Yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame what's happened. But um, I don't know. Maybe some people are still enjoying what they're releasing. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think they're. I think they're dumb. I think after Ixnay went downhill from there. Shame. But I enjoyed Ixnay, and I still listen to it. And she said, "Got it. Bought it again." So 
still giving the offspring money, still paying their, you know, tra- train <laughs> train fare to Kingston. <laughs> um, right, well, that's it, guys. Um, any final words, Dan? Just give it to me, baby. Mm. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, everyone. See ya. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Oddcast Movies, Music and Gaming. If you want to get in touch with us or get a movie, album or game put on our list to discuss, then email us at oddcastoddballs at gmail.com or a newwinterpodcast at gmail.com. This is part of a new winter podcast network, so head on over to anewwinter.net to check out our other shows. You can also follow us on Instagram at anewwinter, Twitter at anewwinter, and you can head on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash anewwinter. Thanks for listening and see you again soon. 